Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, February 12th. I'm Jonathan All. Modern-day cannabis products now dwarf the weed of yesteryear when it comes to strength. That spike in potency may be leaving new consumers behind, but industry newcomers are looking to corner the market on low-strength weed. You know, not to call it diet weed, but sometimes you need to die, bring it down a notch, you know. Learn more about these businesses and the effort to educate consumers on what weed can do besides getting you high. That's coming up on The Gateway. Missouri's political parties are organizing the process for divvying up presidential delegates. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, Republicans and Democrats are unhappy that the state isn't running the show. Missouri Democrats have organized something similar to a primary with mail-in voting and in-person voting at certain locations on March 23rd. Republicans will gather across the state on March 2nd for caucuses that resemble what happens in Iowa. Chris Gronhoward helped come up with the rules around the GOP caucus. He says his preference would have been for the state to have kept the primary that's run by local election officials. I think a lot of people who voted to eliminate the presidential preference primary, if they knew what they knew now, they would have voted different, and I think they will vote to reinstate it. Lawmakers got rid of the state-run primary in 2022, contending, among other things, it was a waste of taxpayer money. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. A former Illinois lawmaker is trying to unseat Congressman Mike Bost next month. Former State Senator Darren Bailey was the GOP nominee for governor in 2022, but lost to Democratic incumbent J.B. Pritzker. He's trying to represent Illinois' 12th congressional district, which includes a portion of the Metro East. Bailey says Bost talks a big game about being conservative, but he doesn't deliver. I have stuck my neck out continually for the people, you know, letting them know that, hey, you have a voice. I'm going to be your voice. Bailey was a guest on Politically Speaking. Bost's episode will air later this week. St. Louis County police are warning the Asian community in West County about a rise in targeted home and business burglaries. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. County police have received seven burglary reports from the West County area over the past month that involve businesses being broken into. Police also have received reports from employees who work at Asian businesses of their homes being burglarized. Officials say business owners should pay attention to drivers after leaving their establishments to make sure they're not being followed. Tracy Paynes is a spokeswoman for the county police. We want to make sure that we're doing our due diligence and we're warning that community specifically that we do have some people in the area who are targeting them at this point so that they can protect themselves. Police have not yet arrested anyone in connection with the burglaries. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. It's been two years since the city of St. Louis, the county, and the St. Louis Regional Convention and Sports Authority reached a settlement with the NFL more than $500 million. St. Louis Public Radio's Lucretia Wembley reports on how city residents want to spend that money. In a survey that closed February 2nd, thousands of St. Louisans say they believe the money should be used to replace water mains, fix city streets, and raise wages for city workers. They also voice support for funding free or municipally subsidized child care for city residents. The settlement came in 2021 after city and county leaders sued the NFL when the St. Louis Rams football team relocated to Los Angeles in 2016. 
Board of Aldermen President Megan Green says the high number of responses is encouraging. The board will meet again on Thursday to talk more about community feedback. I'm Lucretia Wembley, St. Louis Public Radio. Orchids that are native to countries around the world are on display at the Missouri Botanical Garden's annual show. But behind the scenes, the garden is working to conserve Missouri's threatened orchids. Some of that work happens in a lab where the garden grows the plants from tiny dust-like seeds. Rebecca Sucker is the senior manager of Living's Collections. So this is really the last place that we want to take a species because this means it's a problem child, <laughs> basically. And so um, this is because this is a lot of work. Different types of orchids are threatened for different reasons, like habitat or pollinator loss. The next step for some of the native orchids will be introduction at Shaw Nature Preserve. There, a garden can learn more about what they need to thrive in the wild. In the year since weed was fully legalized in Missouri, thousands of residents tried their first legally made cannabis products. But many of these new products are stronger than their predecessors, leaving many residents asking, has weed gotten stronger? The short answer is yes, but as Zach Perez reports, there's a lot more to marijuana than its strength. 71-year-old Calvin Jacks says he remembers the weed he smoked as a young man being as strong as anything on the market today. I miss some of the marijuana we used to get. Columbia Redbud, Goldbud, you know, and this stuff was wicked. Jax's memories of the high these wicked strains of weed gave him are probably accurate. But statistically, their strength was nothing compared to modern-day legally and illegally sold cannabis products. While it's difficult to find official sources, by 1995, data recorded by the Drug Enforcement Administration put the average THC content for illegal cannabis products that it had seized at about 4%. 26 years later, that average jumped above 15%. Then by 2017, most flower, that's what they call the actual bud taken from the marijuana plant, that was sold legally for recreational use, had a THC content of between 17 and 28 percent. That's based on data published by the Missouri State Medical Association. So why is weed getting stronger? Largely because sellers can charge more for it. But former bud tender Joshua Ross worries this growth in strength is leaving some customers out. We used to have customers coming there all the time asking for something that was a little more dumbed down. You know, you also have to give the patient or customer a, a option, you know, not to call it diet weed, but sometimes you need to die, bring it down a notch, you know. Ross has been working in the cannabis industry for the past 10 years, mainly as a grower and dispensary employee. His current business, called Flavors, recently received a micro-business wholesale license from the state of Missouri. He says he sees an untapped market in residents looking for low-strength cannabis products, one he plans to address once Flavors is fully up and running next year. Another recipient of a state license, cannabis sommelier Mitch Alexander, agrees there's a need for weaker products. He says that more THC doesn't necessarily mean a user will have a better experience. Consumers and regulators focus on the chemical because it is most responsible for creating the sensation of being high. Alexander believes that THC levels have become a distraction from other benefits of cannabis, He compares people buying weed based on its potency to people buying Everclear to pair with their dinners. You'd be skipping over all the fine whiskeys, all the fine vodkas, all the fine wines. You would be missing out on an entire array of the best of the best. Because I guarantee you, there's bottles of whiskey that are going to outsell Everclear every single day, even though it's not as potent. So it's really more looking for the entourage effect, the full cannabinoidic profile, the full terpene expression versus just focusing on one cannabinoid. Cannabinoids and terpenes are the chemicals found in the cannabis plant that modify how it affects the body and mind. 
Alexander's business partner, cannabis cultivator Courtney Bach, hopes that as the cannabis industry expands in Missouri, new consumers will dig deeper into how these chemicals can do more than just get them high. I would say research uh, what terpenes are, see how different terpenes can help your body in different ways. There are certain terpenes that help anxiety and depression, and then there are certain terpenes that help pain. And then you can base what strain you're going to buy at the dispensary off of that. Calvin Jacks shares this hope. He says he's known a lot of people who, like him, have been smoking weed their whole lives, but don't understand much more about cannabis than the high that it can provide. Some of us are using it and happy. Some of us are using it and happy and don't know why. And it's a drug that can be very, very useful if you educate yourself. And just by educating yourself will change your experience. Because now you know what you're feeling, why you're feeling it, you know what's coming next. Jack says he now uses three different apps to research the pot he smokes. Because, as he puts it, smoking weed is just like anything else. You have to understand what you're doing to get the most out of it. I'm Zach Perez. That piece came to us from member station KCUR in Kansas City. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.